Hi, this is Jean-Jacques Taylor, and you're listening to Jot Talk. This is a podcast where I talk about the Cowboys, the team I've covered as a beat writer, columnist, TV insider, and radio host for 28 years. I'll also talk about the NFL and the things I love, working out, streaming, food, and all things Dallas. My boy, Big Joe and the Big Rig, one of my oldest friends, produces the show and occasionally chimes in with his thoughts on the Cowboys. After all, he's a lifelong Cowboys fan, and he played high school, college, and semi-pro football. Welcome to Jock Talk, where sports is fluid. What's true today might not be true an hour, a day, or a month from now. I'm going to give you the truth straight, no chaser. Glad to have you aboard. Let's get it. Welcome, my friends, to episode 44, Hank Aaron's episode of Jock Talk. I got to tell you, we appreciate you. Uh, let me tell you, let me, let me rephrase it like this. I appreciate Big Joe and the Big Rig hanging with me today because it's been a weird, wild, crazy day. Most of y'all know I've been in Buffalo all day. And uh, so I'll tell you about my adventures here as it relates to the Cowboys game because I did something I have not done in forever, bro. I sat out in the stands and watched the game with the people. I mean, I am a man of the people, but for once I was hanging out watching the game with the people. Uh, that being said, I hope you are prepared to be entertained and dazzled for the next hour or so as me and Big Joe in the Big Rig break down that debacle, that butt whipping, that ass kicking that your Dallas Cowboys suffered at the hands of the Buffalo Bills, 31-10. I hope you was warm. Uh, I do I like to take before we get started. I hope you was warm in that hat, dog. Huh? Was you warm? You know what, man? We're going to get to that. <laughs> In my hat, there's a picture of it on. Uh, okay, we're just gonna we're just gonna attack this right now. Uh, go ahead. So man. I had this big floppy hat on that was very warm with fur all inside, and I had it on from the time I left my dad's house until we pulled up at the stadium. And then I got out, and while we were waiting in line to get into the stadium, I looked at my son. I said, "Hey, man." I did. I promise y'all, this is how it happened. I looked at him. I said, "Hey, man." Your granddaddy got one of the biggest heads on earth, man. This hat is just swallowing my head up because it just kept flopping over my eyes. I couldn't even see it. And uh, he looked at me, started laughing. He said, well, Dad, you don't have no hair. I said, I mean, I had no hair, but I boo got a big old head. Uh, and so I said, you want to wear it? He said, yeah, it'll probably fit me just fine because I got hair. My son's got dreads. He put it on to fit him fine. And so I went with my hoodie look, man. And yes, my head, my noggin was warm. Uh, yeah. There's a picture of my head on Twitter. Yeah, uh, you can find me at, uh, at Jean Jacques, uh, yeah. at JJT <laughs> journalist. That's JJT journalist. I am Jean Jacques Taylor. Uh, follow me if you don't. If you think you do, you don't because my Twitter account got deleted, which is why I got like 200 followers instead of 33,000. Uh, so follow me if you don't, uh, because you don't. If you think you do. I hope all that makes sense. Uh, remember, Christmas is just a week away. Coach Prime, Deion Sanders in the Make It A Men, the book I wrote about Deion's 2022 season at Jackson State, makes a wonderful stocking stuffer. Had a lot of orders last week, and uh, I appreciate that. Got them all signed, got them all autographed, got them all out in the mail. Uh, so I appreciate that. Uh, if you want a signed copy, you can hit me up, DM me uh, for some details, and we'll make it happen for you. Uh, that being said, I thought about Greening Law today, man, because the way my dad was driving them slick roads had me going, hmm, I'm glad I got that number punched in my phone, 972-934-8900, because the way people was cutting them off in that Buffalo traffic, I was like, 
man, if we get to the stadium unhurt and uninjured, it'll be a great day. And it happened. It was a great day. Uh, but if you're involved in an accident and it's somebody else's negligence, like what would have happened today, what you need to do is pick up the phone and call 972-934-8900, our friends at Greening Law, and tell them your situation. Somebody from the Green Team picks up the phone, and all you literally do is say, hey, here's the details of my situation. Here's how it went down. And I'm telling you, if they bring you on as a client, it's been a great day for you because they walk you through these things, man. When you're going up against somebody's insurance company, them other people don't fight fair. You know it, and I know it. They don't fight fair. You need somebody to ride with you. Grinning Law, you know, the people that arrive with you, they'll walk you through the process because it can be long. It can be tedious. It can be intimidating. It can be scary, man. It can be, how about this, complex and confusing. All that legal mumbo jumbo. Grinning Law breaks it down for you, man. You need a doctor, they'll look one up for you and find one for you. You need a specialist, they'll look one up and find one for you, dog. They want you to focus on two things. What are they, Joe? Rest and renewal. That's what they are. Rest and renew. Get your mind right. Get your body right. Get back to living your life. So if you've been involved in an accident, it's not your fault. Make sure you call Greening Law. Understand, consultation is free. Don't cost you nothing to pick up the phone and say, yo, here's my situation. And then, and I like this. I ain't going to lie to you. I like this. They don't get paid unless you get paid. Did you hear that? They don't get paid. Unless you get paid. So you ain't got to worry about how hard they fighting for you, where you're at on the priority list. You A1 number one. <laughs> That's where you are on the list. Give Greening Law a call, 972-934-8900. If you've been involved in an accident, it's not your fault. Now, I got to tell y'all, the Dallas Cowboys was involved in an accident today. Got run over by 18-wheeler. Woo! Looked like roadkill to me. Sitting at the 35-yard line on the second deck. Seat so good, view so good. I didn't even need my binoculars today, dog. I saw it all. Uh, terrible, terrible, terrible performance for the Cowboys. Uh, it, it basically, to me, it uh, and I ain't breaking no news here. It basically ends uh, any shot they have at winning the division. Uh, they're gonna have to go on the road in the playoffs, and we're going to get to why they suck on the road. Okay, that's a major point. Now I can't ignore it. Mike McCarthy talked about it. Michael Parsons talked about it. Uh, we're going to talk about it. Why these boys can't get their act together on the road? Makes no sense to me for it to be that big a disparity. Um, just makes no sense. And they have to figure it out because, again, it ain't about the first-round playoff game on the road. They can beat sorry teams on the road just like they beat sorry teams at the crib. But they're going to have to play a good team at some point to get where they're trying to go on the road, whether it's Philadelphia San Francisco, whomever, and they're going to have to figure out a way to get it done, man. And uh, thus far, they haven't. So a very disappointing loss. Uh, the big numbers for the Cowboys, this big-time offense, fell flat. F-L-A-T, didn't do nothing. Worse than what is it, man? Two dead flies, as my man Ray Donaldson, former Cowboys two, two city, dead, say two dead long. Flies. Two dead flies pushed together. <laughs> That's what he said. That Cowboys off. That Cowboys offense, man, 14 raggedy first downs, uh, 5 of 13 on third down, 195 funky yards, 3.4 yards per play. How about this, man? 106 yards passing? What the hell is that? <laughs> it's raggedy. It's, I mean, it's just a, just a total abysmal performance all the way around. And check this out. To me, 
And I was telling my stepmother this. So, you know, just we're going to weave some background in on this, I think, man, to to bring a little clarity, take a couple quick exit routes. So my dad has been a season ticket holder for the Buffalo Bills since, I believe, 1988, 87 or 88. I think it was 88. Uh, So obviously him and my stepmother, they're at the games virtually every Sunday. And so, uh, you know, they were very excited about today's game. And they've had these seats for a long time. So, you know, so she comes up to me at halftime just grinning from ear to ear. Why do you think the Cowboys have struggled, John? Hmm? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, you know, I keep telling you, I don't root for the Cowboys. I don't root against the Cowboys. I don't have an emotional investment in the Cowboys. I mean, I've been telling you this since I've been a journalist. You seem to, it seems to have escaped you today. Are you sure? Are you sure? I just want to know why they've struggled, John. So I said, all right, here, let me break this down for you. I said, I'm going to tell you what I told my dude uh, right before you walked over here with all these smart remarks. I said, the game really, I, I mean, I, and I ain't breaking no news here, because if you watch the game, you're going to be like, yeah, pretty much so. This game, to me, changed on three plays, and they were very quick. First time the Cowboys get the ball, Brandon Cooks is open for an 80-yard touchdown or a 75-yard touchdown. Dak overthrows him by two yards. He hit the post. He's wide open. Dak, love you, dog. You got to make that throw, man. No excuses. You have to make that throw. You make that throw, it's 7-7, you in the ball game, okay? Uh, two possessions later, I don't know how saying Now, again, we on the upper deck at the 35. And we were looking, so I'm looking right down at Sam Williams. I thought he blocked the punt, bro. I don't know how he missed it. And I have not seen, I'm doing this show. He jumped. That's how he missed it. He jumped. As opposed to. As opposed to running and running. You got to, you got to, you got to take that ball off the kicker's leg when you run in there. That's what, that's what uh, Greg Olson was talking about. That's the way I was taught on, on punt block. You got, you can't jump. When you jump, you. Give a, you give a guy a chance. He to, go right up under you? Yeah, he can go up under you, kick it some kind, and get that ball off. Well, you snatch it off his leg. That way, if you're that close, you get a piece of that ball and him. And that's you right. know, that's the block. You you running through him. If you're going to run into him, get so, 15, you got you to gotta at least try to, you, you know what I'm saying? You got to get the block. You got to get the block, yeah. No. So, from my vantage point, I'm shocked he didn't block it. Okay, and so he doesn't. They get the personal foul. They go down there and score. Well, if you block it right there, I don't think it's an. I don't think it's 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 uh, assuming too much to go. The Cowboys are up fourteen seven with all the momentum, but they didn't. Buffalo does what they should do. They take advantage of that miscue. They drive the length of the field. They score a touchdown. They up fourteen nothing. Then Cowboys kick a field goal. It's fourteen three. They have uh, they finally some they got a little lucky with the with the whistle they get the quick whistle uh, your boy has been dropped uh, for a big loss and um, they're facing third and forever and your boy J Ron Curtis gets a personal foul unnecessary roughness that drive extends and uh, it's second and nineteen they get a personal foul on J Ron Curtis drive extends they go down and score for a touchdown. So really, you know, instead of it, and you know, we can always play this game because we don't know how how the plays are called differently if different st- if different things happen and the score is different. But without very much latitude in terms of oh, this that would have never happened, dog. The Cowboys had they made those plays 
could have been up 14 to 7 at halftime, you know, 17 to 7, 21 14. I mean, they could have been up at halftime in control of the game and uh we we might be having a very different conversation tonight. But they didn't make those plays. This is what I heard. I'm telling y'all, they didn't make those plays. This is what I heard. Well, Shaq, you can use any excuse you want, but all I know is the Buffalo Bills are up 21 to 3 at halftime. And so I said, okay, this is why I don't talk to fans. You know, I don't want to say it like that, but but it is. That's why. Because um, they weren't excuses. They were reasons why the game was the way they, the way they were. Because that's what she said. She said, why are they struggling? And so I said, oh, let me tell you why the game went down. Because this is exactly what I told my son. And guess what? This is football. Dog, this is football. Every week this happens. You make a couple plays and you run away from folks or you win the game. You don't make a couple plays. You lose the game. That's why we do four plays to shape the game every Tuesday because that's how close the league is. None of those plays, does does any of what I said sound crazy to you, dog? No, not really. I, I just have a different perception. None of that sounds crazy. It's a game of inches. Yeah, but it's a game, like they say, it's a game. Yes. Of if he if he don't jump, right. they get a block punt, and and a little momentum right. slow they go their way. Uh, if he if he just right. take a little bit off the ball, Brandon Cooks is gone. Um, who right. I just thought when that when that play happened and he didn't score, I thought, man, I hope that's not a foreshadowing of that was our last chance to right. do something. Because sometimes that mm-hmm. don't make a big nah. deal if you can come back and score again. It's not a big deal, but true that you know that's exactly but in this case it was yeah. now that's how quickly the game changed okay to me that's how quickly the game changed now the flip side of that the other part of that conversation is they got their ass kicked up front in such a way that maybe none of this would have mattered anyway you know because they gave up uh i mean anytime somebody has a performance that james cook had the last time somebody did what he did 200 yards total offense a rushing TD, receiving TD, uh, if I remember correctly, based on what I heard at the game, Thurman Thomas. So we got to go back to something Thurman Thomas did. Number one, it's been a long time. Yeah, and we all know what a dynamic player Thurman Thomas was. That means he bust your ass today and put some numbers up on you. Uh, so, you know, they, they you know, I mean, what did we talk about last week, dog? Didn't I tell you I saw a quote from Dak? They said, hey, Mike, I know what happened in San Francisco. We'll never be bullied again under my watch. I promise you. Dog, y'all just got your butt kicked and bullied again this week. Well, it's like you were saying, though. If if all of that stuff happens, we, we you know, they can't be one-dimensional as they was. You know, the, the defense is not out there the whole time because, it's a, you know, we always talk about it in the past right. how if your defense stays out there, people going to figure out what to do. And you want to keep your defense right. off the field so then you can keep them guessing. If the Cowboys put up any kind of fight on offense, what we talked about, complimentary football, they would have been a little more complimentary and your defense is not stuck out there getting bullied like they did. It just it just didn't help that the offense is three and out, three and out, or they missing opportunities None. and stuff. It's just crazy. It ties into all the stuff no. that you're talking about. Oh, true that, true that. And here's the other thing. For those of y'all ripping the defense, how sorry they are, blase, blase, blase. Understand, they're an undersized defense built on speed and built to play with a lead and built to rush the passer. They're not really built to play long-term run defense. Uh, now, some of it is their job. They got to get off the field. 
uh, and they committed way too penalties, one, too many penalties once again that kept them on the field. They have got to clean that up. We've been talking about it for a minute, man, but they got to clean it up because, um, you know, they're not built for these long drives. They're just not. Um, well, they gave speed-based defense. They gave it up from the beginning, though. I mean, even before the offense, offense bailed on them, they gave up 48 yards rushing on the first drive. I was like, that, that was too easy. And Josh Allen, Josh Allen had to do nothing. 85 yards passing. He had, you know, his presence enough was was uh, it set up a lot of things for him, but uh, yeah, <coughs> they gave they they gave it up the first drive. I was like, it's gonna be a long day, and then we we punt the ball. Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, you don't gave up that kind of rushing. Ain't no fix for that when you get bullied like that. Well, you know, I wish I could tell you about the first drive, but I can't. You know, I can't tell you about the first drive. Why is that? Because. I wasn't in control of this trip. Why? Because I'm the kid visiting. My dad bought the tickets. He said, you get here, I get the tickets. Okay. And so I was on day schedule. And I just decided at a certain point today, I'm not going to be upset. I'm going to relax. But I want y'all to know this. And I'm going to send you a screenshot, man, uh, so that you know I'm telling the truth. Um, I I sent my good friend. Clarence E. Hill Jr., a text message. And it said, I'm sending it to you, man. It says, uh, I said some things I'm not going to tell (laughs) y'all. Because we was running late. And I said, dog, I predict we will arrive at the game in our seats with 726 left in the first quarter. Matter of fact, I said traffic, park, walk through security, find a seat. My guess is we'll get into seats with 726 left in the first quarter. And I had that that emoji where that face palm emoji. You know what time we sat in our seats, bro? What's that? Eight oh six in the first quarter. <laughs> Sometimes you just got right go, after they you, scored you know that what? touchdown. You gotta go with the flow, man. Sometimes you just gotta say, "All right, Dude. it is what it is. It's all good, bro." You know, it, 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 you don't want to act a fool because it Bruh. ain't worth it. You know, to get to the, you know, <laughs> we must. When my step, when my stepmother's at two o'clock said, "Hey, I'm just going to drop these vegetables off oh. at my at my uh, at my friend's house because she's sick and she needs some soup. I'll be so right I'm gonna drop back. it back. I'll be right. Back. I'll be right back, Yo. dog. At that point, I I just said, "Hey, dog, relax. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> take yeah. a woosa moment." And I said, Whoo, "Be right whoo. back. Yeah, be right back. Ain't no use. Yeah, in, yeah ain't no use in fighting." <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right back. I'm, I'm going to the store right quick. All right, like, all right, then. like dog. We had all morning, bro. <laughs> it is what it is, so man. anyway, yeah. So that's yeah, and that's what I'm telling you. So that's why I yeah. missed the first drive. <laughs> yeah. I ain't gonna get in no more trouble uh, talking about that on this show. No, nah, no, nah, me either. Because you yeah. know, I'm 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 up here whispering just yeah. in case she busts in it. Yeah. Oh, no, the door is shut, so I can talk loud. Yeah, dog. Oh, oh okay, I'm just playing. <laughs> so, uh, so no, we we literally got there just as uh, just as they were scoring that first touchdown, and so that's why I saw Dak's first series, and I was like, uh, but the game never had a good feel to me because of those missed opportunities. We talked, and uh, and then, I mean, we understand football, man. At fourteen to three, when they got the ball, I'm telling my dude, this is drive right here, man. 
Because <laughs> if they go up 21-3, this thing a wrap. And uh, they went up 21-3. And I said, well, okay, there's still a minute 45 left in the first half. Maybe they could do something. Man, they just couldn't do anything today. They couldn't really protect. Uh, the running game looked good for a minute. Um, I thought uh, early on, and again, man, the Cowboys just, you know, they killed themselves with these penalties, man. Um, they were second and five at the 38. Tony Pollard ripped off a nice nine-yard run. And there should be, you know, at the uh, at the uh, 27-yard line, first and 10. But you got a holding call on Tyler Smith, man. The drive is done. <laughs> The drive is done. That's yeah, a bad hold. It's second down. It's a bad, not a bad call. Bad it, is, was, it was a bad hold where he had his his arm yeah. hooked around the guy. It's like, what you doing, Tyler? Yeah, and so, I mean, penalties, 10-yard penalties essentially wreck a drive. If you have a 10-yard penalty in your drive, odds are the, the drive ends without points. Uh, if you have a sack in the drive, odds are the uh, drive ends without points. Point. So two plays later, of course, Dak gets dropped for a nine-yard loss. You get nothing out of it. And, you know, to me, that was just like, uh, you know, it just felt bad. They didn't get a lot. To me, the receivers weren't getting open. Dak was holding the ball a lot. Um, it was just a bad all-around offensive performance. And uh, Buffalo moves around. They didn't give they, themselves. They disguise a lot of stuff. And they're, they're not, you Yeah, know, they do. Yeah. And the Eagles do the same thing, but the, the Cowboys are familiar with the Eagles. I think being unfamiliar right, right. with Buffalo made Dak hold the ball. I'd like, I'm like i going to watch the All-22 when I get a chance, and I'll give you more info on that. But I think they was doing a lot of matchup zone stuff. And uh, it seemed like they was kind of bracketing CD early on in the game. Right. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on where they disguise a lot of stuff. And uh, I thought he held the ball on his progressions a lot of times. Yeah, hey, but, but that's what I mean. I remember thinking, um, I, I, can was thinking why. I kept thinking number four is aiming the ball today. You know what I mean? When they when yeah. you know, when he let it rip, he letting it rip. But when he aiming it, that means okay, maybe right there. I'm throwing it right there. <laughs> you know, that's that's what it looked uh, like. And I was uh yeah, and so, you know, it, those are my overall thoughts about the game. It was just a uh it, it's a it's a bad feel. Second time they've been bullied this year. And, uh, you know, you try not to overreact, but you're just like, eh, this doesn't undo all the good things that they've done. But, you know, there are just times where they look so vulnerable, you just be like, yeah, I don't know how seriously I can take them, really. They're a really good team, but I don't know. Did it, I feel, just, uh, did it yeah. feel like the Frisco game to you? I thought Frisco was worse because it's, it's Frisco. But. They got they got mm. bullied in Doug, a slow. This was, they got bullied in a slow, Doug. deliberate way today. I mean, it's it's, it's yeah. bullied. They got bullied, but it was just like gradual, gradual, and then Doug, pow. Just the you know what? Me and my son was looking at each other, man. Like there's a kind of bullied like Desoto did to Summer Creek, where it's seventy four fourteen in the state championship, and you just hitting them with big play after big play after big play, and they can't do nothing. There's that kind of bullying, but in the NFL, man. And understand this. I think we said this last week. Well, I did, certainly. We're talking about the Buffalo Bills. What do we know about the Buffalo Bills offense? It's all about Josh Allen 
making these miraculous plays, using his arm to make these big plays, a lot of times with Stephon Diggs. But a lot of times, just because Josh Allen had done something incredible with his legs, has set up something with his arm. But today, they ran the ball 49 times for 266 yards. Dude, for the last that's, for the last month, that's taking your lunch money, man. Like, hey, Joe, come over here and give me your lunch. Now watch me eat it, then go wash the dishes and throw my trash away. That's what they did to him, man. Yeah, but they've been running the ball since uh, since they fired um, the damn old Ken Dorsey. Yeah, since they, the guy from Miami. Yeah, Ken Dorsey. Yeah, since they fired him. And uh, they've been running the ball the last month because Diggs haven't. But got they ain't the been ball. running the ball. But they ain't been running the ball to the point where Josh Allen throw the ball fifteen times in a game and complete seven passes. Yeah, but I'm saying the ba- <laughs> the, ba- the balance was there. I mean, the ability was there. As soon as I saw them put the fullback there, come out with a fullback and yeah. a tight end, I go, I wonder if they're gonna stick to that. And usually people get behind the Cowboys so fast they can't stick to them. Yes. That's the point you've been making no. the last month where Seattle running game, you know, that's what you and Ty was talking yeah. about the other day was like, eh, Seattle running game was going to do something, but then it turned into a shootout and they couldn't do that no more, you know. Cowboys if Cowboys make you shoot threes with that pace. Mm-hmm. And so you end up you end up trying to shoot threes just like that. Let me pull up from the logo, throw this thing up there. And you might hit a few, but over the course of the game, they shoot the three better than you, so they pull away. But if you keep start pounding the ball down low, they can't handle you. And that's what Buffalo did. And then they grabbed the lead. Them threes wasn't falling today. And now, oh, we finna go to work on that body now, man. Boom, boom, boom. Left, right, left, right, left, yeah, right. It was very and what was that drive in the third quarter where they where they threw the ball one time? I'm like, man, this look like something out of old school Boomer Sooner with Barry Switzer. They just running the ball, and you can't do nothing about it, man. That's a helpless feeling. Well, what'd your boy say? You hear, the, you hear the MF in the mouth over and over and over and keep hitting them. That's what they got done. <laughs> that's what they got done today. They got hit in the mouth yeah, over and man. over and over. That's why I say the first drive, you should go back and watch that if you get a chance on the plane or whatever. That first drive, was you would have been like, oh, no. I didn't realize you didn't see that. That's why I was telling you when you when we was texting back and forth. It's like you gave up 48 yards on the first drive. It was almost like the Cardinal game. Well, they gave up yeah. 185 yeah. in the first half, you know. Dog, it was uh, it was embarrassing. Uh, it was a uh, it was a thorough ass kicking. It could have been different, but it wasn't. And so you got to deal with the uh, you got to deal with the reality of it, man. And uh, as we as we move into that, I do want to uh, you know take a, take a minute to tell you that the uh, Smokey John's restaurant they got their holiday pack, and it's something to live for. Uh, now see, I sat here and said it, and then oh, uh, y'all forgive me. I told you it's been a long day. Uh, it started early, and you know we, while I'm looking for this, you know what we spent half the day doing though. Looking for and, hats. Uh, I yeah, was looking for okay. them hats. Not just the hat. My dad had the hat, man. We was looking for rain gear. Oh yeah. And uh, and uh, we got some rain gear, and uh, I, it because it rained. You know, I thought the Cowboys were going to catch a break because the weather was good enough the first quarter for them to get in the game 
and not worry about the weather. What kind of rain? And then it started raining. Uh, now you know my dad, uh, being an experienced Buffalo snow game person, he looked at me. He said, "I think you need a sturdier jacket than that," because <laughs> I had a hoodie on and a jean jacket. Yeah. I said, "Yeah." He said, "Well, let's uh, let's go look in the closet and find one." This is actually interesting. So we we we, we looking it up, and, and uh, he come. He got I got three options for you, and so he he showed me. I was just said, "Okay, I'm gonna take this one because had a." Because he had some kind of sweater vest with it and a jacket over it, and so it provided some lining to it, and, and that was cool. And he said, "Hey, I got a couple pair of gloves for you and AJ. Uh, these are the are the warmer ones because they North Face, but uh, you know he might want these other ones. I right. we got those. Then he brought the hat out. He said, "Now this is a great hat, man. It keep a, keep your head super warm." And I said, "All right, let's let's just let's just uh, bring it just in case." Then we went to Home Depot, man. And picked up some uh, some yellow. It's a it's a I don't know what to call it, but it's like rain suit. It's like a rain suit you put it on over your clothes, uh, you know, like a slicker. And so I had this yellow suit on. So I said I look like a banana, and uh, on top of my clothes. So it rained, but I was never wet. I was dry the whole time. It was uh it was it was well worth the planning that it took to put all that stuff on. And then my son. Who is not a Dallas Cowboys fan? He's more of a fan of individual players. He decided he was rocking all Buffalo stuff today, and again, they've been season ticket holders for twenty years, twenty eight years. So his grandmother said, "Hey, if you want to wear some Buffalo gear, go up in the attic. I got a box with nothing but old T-shirts and sweatshirts and hoodies and stuff cool. that we don't wear as often." Man, that boy was up there. I kid you not, for an hour. <laughs> when he came down, he had on a uh, what did he have on? He had on a gray hoodie, and I'm not exaggerating. It, it may have been it was from one of their playoff victories, and then he had on a Bills jacket. So he was he was very happy and pleased with himself. Uh, but that's what we spent the day doing, man. Went to Home Depot, spent fifty dollars on rain ponchos and wetsuits, and then uh, my dad had three jackets. He said, I will give you my heated jacket, man, but it sets off all the alarms when you go through the security system, so I don't want you to have to deal with that. Wow, wow. <laughs> they don't got no academy out there? No, nah, they got a Dick's, but he didn't want to go to Dick's. Uh, he said, I know where everything is at Home Depot. I don't have to look for it. Oh, yeah. We can run in and run out of Dick's. I'm going to have to look for it, and it might not be what I want, so let's just go to Home Depot. He said, all right, man. You know, I was trying to be agreeable today, dog. Oh, yeah. yeah you got to be. Uh, so back to, back to Smokey John's. They got the holiday pack, man. Today is the last day to order. Today, Monday, is the last day to order. Get on it, all right? It's two whole chickens, a slab of ribs, two sides, half a gallon each, and a gallon of uh, Smokey John's tea or lemonade, $139.95. That's the Christmas gift you need to give. Bless somebody with that. See if they don't smile and hug you and invite you over for Christmas dinner. Just do it. I'm telling you. The holiday pack from Smokey John's, it's to live for. Love in your mouth. Two whole chickens, a slab of ribs, two sides, you know, half a gallon each, a gallon of uh, Smokey John's tea or lemonade. Give them a call, 214-352-2752, or hit them at catering at SmokeyJohns.com. 
you know, holiday season coming up. We should try to get the jam session bowl to Joe if he'll be agreeable to it. Uh, maybe we can work it out one day this week uh, if he's agreeable to it. You know, sometimes he's not agreeable to these things, and, you know, it's disappointing. But hopefully he'll be agreeable to it, and we can get him a jam session bowl this week. What you think, though? Oh, I'm just letting. I'm just. Letting, <laughs> I'm just. Let, I'm just letting the wind blow by. I'm just letting the air blow Lightning, by because it's all air. I'm mean, just letting it all blow by. You see what I'm saying? That that take that long silence is me letting the wind die down, and you move forward well, to the next topic. That's what I'm waiting. That's well, what that was. That long pause. You know. Well, if you get well, that in the future, like that. if you get that pause in the future, you know damn well what it is. <clears throat> All righty then. Yes, so, yes, as we move on to, so the Cowboys, man, they're 7-0 at home. <laughs> they're, they are the Goliath at home. They play like chumps on the road, 3-4. and four. Uh, Mike McCarthy today, when asked about it, we did not play well. There's too big a gap in our play on the road. We got to be much better on the road. Okay, not like that. And here's why I like it. He's not putting his head in the sand. He's not saying this problem that exists don't exist. He's saying, yo, we got a problem. We have got to figure out how to fix it. Okay, I'm down with that. Oh, the uh, gap, Michael dude. Parsons. The gap is easy, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, hold up. Michael Parsons. Honestly, it's just unacceptable at this point. There's no excuse for it. It's mind-boggling. I don't understand why we're not playing well and why we're not coming together on the road. It's something we've got to get fixed now. You know, it's all interesting to me um, because, like, in the NBA, if you got a team that plays great at home, average on the road, usually we say, what? Your role players, your superstar, Luka going to score 40, don't matter where he's playing. But your role players feel a lot more comfortable, a lot more confident at home. So they play better. They get on the road. They don't feel as confident. They're not as comfortable. They don't play as well. And a lot of times that's the difference between winning and losing. So let's go to the NFL. It don't work. It don't feel like it's the same work because your stars are your stars in the NFL. Uh, but I think some of it, this is just a theory. All right, some of it is the Cowboys are a team built for their stadium. Meaning, they're smaller, faster team. On that turf, they get up and go. All right? Uh, so I think that's part of it. Number two is, what? Because they've had success at home, they believe we're supposed to blow you out of the crib. We just believe it. Because that's what we do to people at the crib. I think the same tr- is true of their belief on the road. We hope to win on the road. At the crib, we expect to win. They ain't coming for me. Y'all rest assured, they ain't coming for me. So <laughs> for real. They, might, they might be coming for the Bills for what that assault they put on the Cowboys today. Well, but, hey, I'm just saying. There you go. Uh, so I'm not sure what it is, man. But here's a few numbers for you to chew on. Can I tell you what it and is? And I did these well, rather. I think, can I tell you yeah, tell, I tell me what it is. It's the comp- level of competition. That's the gap. It's pretty pretty damn simple. It's the level of competition. They beat the Chargers on the road. They, who else they beat on the road? 
they, they yeah, lost, Carolina. They beat Carolina on the road. All right, who's the third? Three and four on the road. Who's the third person they beat on the road? That's bad. Uh, oh, the Giants. The Giants. Okay, them three bad teams right there. All right, the other team, right. the only other team, you say three and four, so they lost to the Cardinals. So the, the Cardinals was a bad team, okay. but everybody else was good. Right. That they lost to on the road. Okay. So the, the level of competition right. is the gap, right? All that other stuff you said, true too. Okay. That's true. Yeah. yeah, I believe all that too. Okay. But I think it's the gap right in I'm right in there with you. Okay. But it's the gap of the, the competition right there, the level of competition. All right. Here's here's the problem. Or here's the issue, or here's the conversation. I don't mind that they lost to the Eagles twenty eight, twenty three on the road. Right. But you can't be getting hammered 42-10 and 31-10 by all. good teams on the road. Yep. That's the problem. The problem is, you know, if you if you was three and four on the road, but all your losses was was by five points to these good teams, yep. we'd be like, well, they just need to make one or two plays and they turn this thing around. Instead, you're getting smashed on the road. And it's like, dog, what's up? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, now, here's a couple of these numbers I was talking about. At the crib. 39.8 points a game, 431 yards. On the road, 21.7 points a game, 304 yards per game. That's crazy. At the crib, they give up. They allow on defense, 15.4 points, 266 yards. On the road, they allow a touchdown more, 22.2 points, 276 yards. But this right here, it's the mofo, the 12-letter cuss word right here, dog. It just is what it is. On the road, I mean, at the crib, Dak Prescott, 74%. 20 touchdowns, two interceptions, 303.5 yards per game, 8.5 yards per attempt, 122.5 passer rating. You'll take that all day, twice on Sundays, as mama used to say. Dak Prescott on the road, 63.2%. Eight TDs, five interceptions, 216.2 yards, 6.5 yards per attempt, and a raggedy Rudy Poot 81.7 passer rating on the road. Those are not winning numbers. And let's just keep it real. You're either going to have to go to Philadelphia or go to San Francisco. By That's what we all expect in a division round and go make something happen. I don't know how you do it. With these road splits they got right now. Well, how good are, how good are the teams that see that's what I'm saying? It's still the same thing. How good are the teams they've been playing yeah. at home? They've been playing some bad teams at home. And they've been they've been they've been kicking people 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 butt in a lopsided way at home with these bad squads. Now the Philadelphia they whooped them at home. Mm. Yeah, just think about it. Well, those, think, num- those numbers are going to look really good when you playing these sorry teams at home, and that's just. Well, I think you it's. Know. Um, I think it's. Um, I think what you say has truth to it. I also think that uh, their style of play contributes to it. It's a, it's very interesting because every team is not built like this. Every team would like to play like this to a certain degree, but they the way they're built, they're really built to to grab a lead and turn the pass rush loose. Uh and that's how they built their team. 
And so when they do that, they that's why they get on these basketball runs and they blow you out so quickly. Because they force you to pass. They're really good at creating turnovers. They're really good at rushing the passer. And so quarterbacks under duress make mistakes, and just all of it feeds on itself. You get the snowball effect, and before you know it, they didn't put you know a ninth to seventeen point quarter on you or a fourteen point quarter on you, and boom, the game is over. Uh, but when you not when you don't succumb to that, and you can maybe physical and play your style, Dallas Cowboys got problems. They can only play it seems to me one style one way, and that dog is a problem. And I don't know how they fix it. Well, they made adjustments. I mean, it's not I thought, enough. I thought they made adjustments a little bit to their style when they when they pulled the Seattle game out. You know, because they they continuously got hit. They continuously got hit in the mouth against Seattle, and they just kept on plugging, kept on playing, kept on playing. And that was a switch up when they had to bail the defense out, kind of. And that was a different look for them, which gave you confidence. And okay, Buffalo punches you fourteen to three, and like you said, with the big drive that didn't happen, that's twenty one to three, and you going, yeah, I felt the same way, like it was a wrap because they didn't respond. You know, right, right, right. Teams was going up early on, early on, early on when they was going up ten nothing or seven nothing on the Cowboys. The Cowboys responded, but they didn't do that tonight, and Buffalo just kept grinding them. I couldn't believe how many times that Josh Allen didn't pass the ball, you know, and they just kept grinding them. But I see what you're saying. They can play. They can switch up. They just got to get more consistent with it. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be interesting, man. And you know, see, the problem is, and and this is the problem with fan bases and you know, national commentators. You don't go from you're great to you suck in a week. And that's going to be the narrative this you oh, know, yeah. this week. Oh, the Cowboys, they're pretenders, blah, blah, blah. And that's really not the case. There's there's nuance to this thing, man. And it's up to, you know, and they're trying to find a nuance to it. They're trying to, trying to figure out how to do all those little things to, to win. And uh, it's all a process. And um, if they, now they ain't got a lot of time to figure it out. But if they can get it going, you know, because there's only three games left. And in my opinion, now they need to win the last three uh, so they can feel good about themselves going to playoffs. Uh, yeah, Miami to me is an easier game to win because, yeah, it's outdoors, it's in Miami, but the conditions should be nice. It's Miami. <laughs> the weather should be pretty good. Uh, you should be able to run your base. You should be able to do pretty much what you want to do offensively without worrying about the rain or the or the elements or the potential of elements. Uh, but here we are again, dog, as we look to how this team is built. Detroit is the kind of team where you look at the Cowboys and say, that's a bad matchup. Why? Detroit is a very physical, run-oriented team. And if you don't get up on them, they'll run that thing all day long because Dan yeah. Campbell will, will be like, oh, no, let's just keep going at their ass. Oh, they run play action. Uh, now you they, have, they run play action wonderfully. They run, they, yeah, they, they, they got the tight end, the rookie tight end, Laporte. That dude, yeah. that dude so, is a baller. So now they got a quarterback, Jared Goff, who turns the ball over quite a bit. So if you can play the way you like to play, have some success early, force them to throw, you can, you can, you can make, you can put Jared Goff in a position where he's making mistakes 
turnovers and you can get them. But if they're close and they're content to run the ball and yeah, stay in the game. Jameer Gibbs, yeah, yeah. they run the ball. Yeah. yeah. And uh, David, uh, what's his name, Williams? David uh, Montgomery. You gonna, David Montgomery, you're going to have some problems. Yeah, they'll, they'll run the ball. So styles make fights. And so, you know, um, these next two games are very interesting, very critical in terms of how the Cowboys play and how we feel about them going into the playoffs. Because, again, dog, they've won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven out of nine games. Five out of six. I mean, so, you know, slow you roll on they suck, they ain't no good, blase, blase. They're plenty good. But, and check this out, man. Except for San Francisco, in my opinion, every team in the league is flawed. Every team in the league got flaws. And we're talking about, yes, Kansas City, Baltimore, Buffalo, Philadelphia, the best team, Kansas City, the best teams in the league, except to me, for San Francisco, they all got flaws. So the team that fixes their flaws the fastest is a team that can compete with San Francisco either to get to the Super Bowl or to beat them in the Super Bowl. Because right now, they seem to me uh, almost a flawless team. Only thing they're trying to do is avoid injury, man. But uh, Dallas Cowboys, these road woes, they got to stop, man. And uh, some of it's the competition. It's a good point that uh, Big Jordan Big Rig points out. But that other thing is they just got to play better, man. And they got to clean it up. And we've been talking about these damn penalties all year, man. And every week it seems like. They have they have them at the most at the most inopportune times, and it's costing them points. And uh, they have got to figure out how to reduce those penalties, man. Or it's gonna be a it's gonna be a problem. Yeah, I can't get mad at Sam Williams for the block punt penalty. He, he that dude that dude no. that dude is hustling, man. Hustling. Did you see him on the Did you see him on punt team? Being the gunner again. Yeah. Man, he scared the yeah. hell out of them guys down there. You know, I, 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 I would I would ask him about that because he was he was uh, he was pointing out something where he, he I think he had a four up when he made the dude fair catch, and I think he was saying I done made four people fair catch or something. You know, because he was celebrating right, that. Will, yeah, uh, check with him on that. If I you, will. If uh, you would. I'll check with him on that. Yeah, because and when you see a two hundred from the start this week. Roger that. When you see a two hundred and sixty pound guy coming down on, on as a gunner, it's like, man, yeah, I'd imagine I'd have problems with that too. But uh yeah. yeah. Uh last point is uh and we hit on this a little bit. Run defense. It was shady from the beginning. Um talked about them being undersized. Jonathan Hankins missed the game. He's the big nose tackle, uh, veteran guy that they acquired last year out of uh, from the Raiders, uh, the former Buckeye to fill up the middle. Uh, Mozzie Smith got an opportunity today. I think he got a sack. Um, not, uh, I was looking up to see how many tackles he had. Uh, even though that's not the full story for a nose guard, uh, they did. You know, I, I was talking to my son because my son used to play linebacker. I was like, dog, whoever sitting the edge, man. I can hear Babino from DeSoto to me, set the edge, get over here, man. You ain't set nothing. And uh, I can see him sitting on the bench, man, because uh, the edge was – whoever was supposed to set the edge today did, did a very poor job, and it could have been multiple people. 
And again, some of this is what? Remember, the Cowboys play with these undersized hybrid safety three, linebacker yeah. types. Three safeties sometimes. Yeah. 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 And so, again, when teams are committed to being physical and the score does not dissuade them, dude, you can't. And this is not an excuse. This is a reason. You can't. You can't have a 214-pound guy, 225-pound guy consistently going up against 330-pound guards and then wonder why he why he being dominated. Yeah. A good big man is going to beat a good little man every time. Now, a good little man might beat a poor big man here and there. But a good big man, good little man, dog, that's a wrap. And uh, the Bills, they like any other team, man. Once they got confidence running that pill today, man, them guys were slinging that elbow out to turn on them pools. I mean, they were sprinting to the edge. They were just rolling people, dog. Uh, and if it was your team, you'd been like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a sight to behold. Um, so, I mean, they dominated uh, Buffalo on the ground. I mean, Dallas on the ground. Uh, Mozzie Smith, I don't think, did a whole lot today. Um, you know, he's got some more time. Maybe another week or two to figure out well, if they a few hit, more things. If they but, hitting the edge, he can't do nothing anyway. No, nah, that the edge was not about him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He can't. Much he can do. I mean, he got to get that Michigan defense coached out of him, or he got to play it out of him because he's still reading and reacting. He's still catching blocks instead of penetrating. Yeah, you know that might take. Uh, I think. I think this. I was gonna say. I think that's gonna be his whole off season, and that's why you can't really. Uh, I mean, a lot of people want to criticize him now, but you can't really. Defensive tackle. Because every rookie. It's a hard position to draft for anyway. You know, that's. Yeah. Now, he did. Um, And so I'll be interested to see what uh, people say about his play in terms of Mike McCarthy, uh, Dan Quinn, because he ended up with two tackles, uh, one sack, a tackle for loss, and a quarterback hit. So it seemed like he was a little active today. Uh, but I'd like to see what the uh, what the coaching staff says about his overall performance. Uh, but they got to get that cleaned up. They got to get that fixed. And um, you know, man, the Cowboys. This is uh, this this week before Christmas, man. If the shopping ain't done, go to Amazon, hit some buttons because you need to spend all your available moments uh, getting ready for uh, this game against Miami and uh, getting your focus right and your mind right and your body right so that y'all can do something because. Uh, it's amazing how the narrative has changed in just one afternoon, my brother. Oh, that's week to week. The NFL stands for not for long. So it's week it's week to week with some team. Yeah. The Cowboys be one of I mean, it's really funny. They win all these games in a row, and all anybody wants to do is talk about, yep, now they suck. Same old Cowboys. Here they go. And, uh, you know, until they fix it, man, they're going to hear it. And I can't really say, you know. I'm not defending them because it is what it is. They got dug up today, and now they have to respond to it. Well, they got what's crazy is they they. The funny thing to me is that they they win together, they lose together. It's overall ass whooping because everybody didn't do what they were supposed to do. You know, it shouldn't be no finger pointing in the locker room, and it shouldn't be none of that. You know, you got ran over together. You know what I'm saying? Is something to be yeah. said for that? Now, if it was just Dak, or it was just the defense, or it was just this, now you got your whole team separate. It's, what I'm saying is, it's going to be 
If they can recover, it should be a little easier to recover because every everybody got their ass kicked. Everybody. And you just can't say this guy threw five interceptions or this guy fumbled or this guy couldn't tackle. Hey, this guy couldn't, this guy didn't coach. It was everybody. They, right, just right, looked, right. they looked unprepared. They looked uh, undisciplined. But we know they don't play like that. You know, we know uh, they haven't shown flu- that. You know, the flu bug went through the team. I wonder uh, what effect that had. In term, whether it was a little bit in terms of preparation or if it was in terms of uh, being a little step slow or not quite as physical today, I don't know. And I'm not searching for excuses, but nah. I'm just curious nah. as to uh, what, if any effect, uh, any effect it had. Well, now, you know, I don't think players would publicly say anything, but privately they might say this, that, or the other thing. Well, check this out. Check this out. Just earlier this week, you was referring to Josh as Superman, Josh Allen as Superman. Now, who the thunk yes, that, that they that Superman would have just passed for eighty five yards, and the Bills come out and they stick with the run? I'm thinking that's the game plan the whole time, you know. And if it wasn't the game plan, it's nah, a hell of adjustment that they made. But who the thunk that Superman would only threw for eighty five yards? They, there's no way the Cowboys could have prepared for that. Okay, check this out. And obviously because I was in my dad's car, I had to listen to the Buffalo post-game show. And so I'm listening to Josh Allen's uh, post-game interview, and he said this was not our game plan, but we adjusted to it because it was working. There was no need to get away from it once we found a couple runs were working. We just stuck with it and, uh, and basically said until they can consistently stop it, let's just roll with it. He said, I don't care. I'm trying to win. How we can win a ball game is how we can win a ball game. I'm paraphrasing, but yeah. that's what he said. He said, so I didn't care about seven passes, com- t- completions, or whatever, because we were winning. It was a great game by the offensive line. He said, a great uh, game uh, said, by James Cook. Yeah, he said, we let James Cook. That's what he said to the lady on TV. Oh. We let James Cook. I thought that was pretty good. Okay. I mean, yeah, if, if, if you're not, yeah. You know, if you're not what? If you don't do this for a living. If you don't do this for a living, then you think that's cute. That's that's fine. I got no problem with that. Oh, that's pretty good. I don't Miss, know. I don't have to do Miss Lo- I don't have to do Jack for a living, but that's pretty good. Beauty is in the eye of the Miss Lo- Well that's that's what I just said, nah, man. That ain't what you said. That ain't what you said. It is. Yeah, that, man, was, that, was some, that was some, some little- that was like trying to be slick this right now. I ain't letting you pass with that <laughs> stuff, dog. <laughs> What are you talking about? If you I mean, don't do this for a living, that's cute. No, no. <laughs> Old Recon will never be I mean, cute. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? I'm, no, I'm never be metrosexual or cute. Or, or wear a hat like that. That hat. Y'all got to see that hat. If you saw it, it looked like a lopsided. I'm used to seeing his head bald. And it looked like a lopsided afro with fur on like three sides of his head. I was like, good luck. Why you didn't respond to my text? I said, man, you look warm but goofy. See, that's, because, that's you good, know, too. Stadium. That's good, too. That's pretty good. I think that's No, that, was a, that one was all right. Uh, but, you know, in the stadium, man, um, the self-signal can be spotty. Yeah. Oh, so I that's it. why I didn't respond well, to it. It don't matter. As long as you warm, it don't. It don't. I wouldn't care how it looked anyway because it could have, you know, it could have got cold or something. But, now, uh, trust me, my, my first uh, my first uh, deal was to be warm today Roger, and dry. I Roger, didn't care man. what it looked like or how it felt. I wanted to be, yeah. leave the game warm and dry. Yeah. I accomplished that. 
And so I was very pleased. Now, uh, before we get up out of here, uh, and this may be a little shorter than usual, but I'm worn out. Uh, All day. The Buffalo, the Buffalo fan base, very interesting. My son had a, he just had a great time, man. Let me tell you about the Buffalo fan base. As much as we rip on um, Philadelphia for just being the rudest, nastiest group of fans, I got to tell you, Buffalo fan base was pretty chill. Um, so we were in a row. We had, again, we had great seats. Uh, but when people had to get up and, you know, go get something to drink or go to the bathroom, they stand up to say, coming through. And then everybody would rise up and they just walk briskly by, but everybody's, Hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But it was, it was all a very polite feel to it. And, uh, and again, I haven't been out in the stadium with, uh, with fans in a long time. Uh, for football and you know Buffalo scored a couple touchdowns people come down from the upper deck I mean walk down go and get something they just high five I mean I must have you know then I won't be like I'm rude or the, or something like a cuss word so you know if you if you stick your hand out to high five me even though I have really no emotional investment in the game I'm just trying to see a really good game I'm gonna high five you back well my son was all into it he was high fiving people left and right and then you know it's interesting to watch all the different people in a different gear and he was cracking up because, you know, it's Buffalo. So there's a couple cats who had on overalls and no T-shirt, even though it was cold and raining out there. A bunch of people had on medallions and, you know, it was Buffalo Mafia. So they had some folks had on construction hats and a bunch of people had on these made up medallions. It was just a cool scene, man. And uh, the conversation around us was about the game. A lot of conversation about Brandon Aubrey. He's 30 for 30 as a kicker. He's a rookie kicker. Never heard about that. And then a bunch of fans, here we go, as they mock back. <laughs> uh, oh, no, dog. They was, they was all into that, dog. How go. you doing now? Here we go. <laughs> so, uh, you know, shout out to the Buffalo fan base. They were, uh, they were amusing. They were uh, overly polite. Uh, and, and you know, it's not like we was wearing Buffalo. I mean, it's not like we was wearing Cowboys gear. My son was dressed up in Buffalo gear, and I was dressed up like a banana with all that orange uh, wetsuit on. Uh, but, uh, you know, it was a very it was a very cool environment. And, you know, they got this song, uh, Buffalo something. It's, it goes to make you want to shout, and uh, they've just filled in oh, the words okay. with Buffalo. Gotcha. So uh, so every time they scored, they start singing their song. So it was a cool vibe, man. Bill's fan base was really cool, really polite, and uh, made it an uh, enjoyable experience. Outstanding. Uh, Outstanding. So, yes, sir. Yes, it was a it was a, it was a uh, it was a great day. I'm not surprised <laughs> that the Godfather had some great seats. I'm not surprised. No, nah, man. No, nah, it was a uh, it was a good time. Uh, so. Uh, we're gonna get up out of here. We always appreciate uh, the good folks at Greening Law uh, for sponsoring the podcast. We can't get it done without them. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. We need that uh, so we can do some of the things we're trying to do in the future. Uh, remember to follow me on Twitter because if you think you do, you probably don't because my uh, Twitter account was deleted. JJT Journalist. I am Jean-Jacques Taylor. That's how you can find me on Twitter. So uh, until we chat again, you guys be blessed.